Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, this is Laura Burhenny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. Welcome to Doggy Dish. Yes, welcome to the show. So we want to talk to you a little bit about ourselves. <laughs> well, basically, because <laughs> we never tire of that. <laughs> Actually, this is just an introduction to who we are, why we do what, why we started doing these podcasts and what the aim was. And how we got into dog training. Yeah. Well, who we are. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Start. <laughs> Well, I'm Laura Berhenny. I went to Moore Park College, uh, which is now called America's Teaching Zoo. And I basically knew my entire life that I wanted to be an animal trainer and I didn't know how to go about doing it. So I went to Moore Park College back when it was slave labor and not an actual zoo that was open to the public. <laughs> oh, you're going to make friends with that comment. <laughs> okay. okay, let's start this off. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, it was, it was an experience I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up for anything, and uh, it didn't teach me anything about dogs, so <laughs> when I got out of there, I had a lot to learn about dogs and dog behavior. It did teach me a lot about learning theory and, and husbandry and how to actually train, which, of course, all of that applies to every living being. Because primarily you were working with... Exotic like, animals. Yes. Exotic animals, monkeys, and, you know exotic animals so move us along you got out of moore park oh yes yes so i oh, sorry thanks <laughs> so i got out of moore park and i was working for the animal show up at universal studios and that's because i did my my project there and so they needed somebody who was who knew how to back up the shows and get everything ready for the shows and i was only supposed to be there for the summer busy season and i ended up being there for almost a year and shortly after i started working there Moore Park College called me because they knew that I was still around. There was a family in Santa Monica who had a pot-bellied pig and wanted it trained. So I went there and started training their pot-bellied pig, and they had dogs, and that's how I got into training dogs. And when I left Universal Studios, I kept training dogs and pot-bellied pigs, and that's what I do now. Okay. Many, 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 many years later. Yes. She's really young, but it's been a long time. <laughs> okay, so I'm Kim Reinhardt, and the way that I started working with dogs is back in the olden days, right out of school, I got a job at a pet supply where I started, where I was just working in the front of the store. I didn't know anything, but I got familiar with pet products and that kind of thing, and uh, there was a groomer there who was pretty flaky can't remember her name which is probably a good thing and um she didn't show up as much as she did so the owner there wanted me to start learning grooming so I started working learning grooming from the flaky groomer who actually was a very good groomer um and then eventually when that store closed that was kind of a hobby store for a couple of people who were dog show people and when that store closed I went to work in a very big shop in um in Northridge Worked for a long time there, worked in various grooming shops. During that time, I also started taking dog training classes for my own animals because I had a lot of rescue dogs at that time. The dog training classes that I took at that time were primarily horse-based classes. I mean, they were uh, Keeler-style training, which is a lot of correction 
a lot of correcting corrective stuff but also praise and I always skewed very hard towards the praise side of it and the side where you build the dogs up then through the years I eventually worked into uh, doing teeth cleaning for animals without anesthesia I worked at a physical rehab center swimming dogs and working with animals doing pool work with animals I did various training where I eventually started uh, obedience training and showing my dogs in obedience trials. I did fairly well there with some some thought to be difficult breeds of dogs. Eventually I just moved towards training because people started asking me for help with their animals. I had a really good touch with animals. I had a lot of husbandry skills because of all of the years of working so hands-on with other with animals. And uh, people started asking me for help with their own animals, which I did for a long time, not as a business, but just to kind of become familiar with it. And then eventually wanted to make that what I did for work. Started working towards more of the positive reinforcement, which Laura had a lot of, uh, had a big hand in doing because, um, well, for various reasons. Actually, I will say, because when I was a force trainer, the positive reinforcement people were so mean to me that I didn't feel comfortable working, doing positive reinforcement. I didn't feel comfortable. There was no place to go to get information where people weren't judgmental and aggressive. And then Laura and I... Which is so interesting because positive reinforcement people, and I totally agree with you, positive reinforcement people are, um, they're... Punitive. Like zealous. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are really punitive to people who are not positive reinforcement people. Well, and they're like zealots. Yeah. And and I know a lot of positive reinforcement people who aren't like that, but there are some that are just really nasty and, like you said, judgmental. Some of the some people are wonderful. Some people within the positive reinforcement community are fabulous. But unfortunately, at kind of the grassroots level, a lot of people can be pretty aggressive and pretty judgmental and unfortunately that kept me away from learning about something that I actually was interested in but really couldn't find a, um, a supportive place to start exploring that as an option. Laura and I met when I um, had a rescue dog that I had taken in a, a pit bull by the name of Stony, and she was a friend of a friend. I was looking for a home for him. She ended up taking him. Because Lovely. I had just lost my suddenly lost my first pit bull and it was devastating right and, and living without a pit bull is no life at all <laughs> it's a bummer <laughs> it is. it's a bummer so um so she ended up we met through this dog that I had she ended up keeping the dog we kind of had a lot in common I think from the start became friends because I was actually pretty devoted to this dog in spite of the fact that she took him. In fact, I think I tried to take him back in the very beginning. But anyway, and then, you know, I started do working more with positive reinforcement. Eventually, that became my primary way of working with the dogs. And in fact, I would say 99.9% .9 of my work is, is positive reinforcement. Yes, I have been known to give it a correction, but it's, it's a very rare thing. And then both of us went and got our certification at the same time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. We studied together, and we ended up with the same score. You remember this, right? Exactly the same score. I can't tell you what the not, score is, but not we... In the same, not in the same area, though. Get the you, exact... got, you got learning theory a little bit more than I did, but you studied learning theory a lot Which more Which is than really I did interesting, too. because you're, you had more of a background <laughs> in learning theory. Which is why I didn't study it as much. <laughs> but I, yeah, but I got really, yes, competitive over that, I'm sure. Anyway, we ended up taking the CPDT at the same time 
and earning our certification at the same time with the same score. Again, not the same questions wrong. And then we used to go to lunch and have these long, drawn-out conversations about dog training. I mean, long. <laughs> and finally decided, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about are conceptual ideas, things that we really don't have a lot of time to talk with with our clients, but things that people would benefit from knowing and understanding. And then we decided to do this podcast. Yes, that's where the podcast came from, was we were sitting at lunch one day having our one of our long, drawn-out discussions, and we thought, you know what, these are things that our clients should know. Right. But how do we, you know, I mean, our appointments are already an hour and a half to two hours long. How thrilled are they going to be to sit there and listen to us yak on for another two hours? Right. And some of the concepts, some of the conceptual stuff, as important as they are and how much they do help with getting the behavior that you want to see from your dog, a lot of those conceptual things take some explanation. So taking that amount of time in a, in a dog training appointment is difficult yeah and so we decided to start doggy dish yes and you know it's uh, i think that a lot of times it's it just makes it easier for our clients because it's one thing to have to find the time to sit down and read a book about stuff about these types of things but with how much traffic there is in los angeles and how much time people <laughs> spend in their cars driving it's like why not listen to us talk about absolutely. dogs absolutely so we started these podcasts sort of with the idea of bringing these ideas and we try not to do a lot of specific protocols but we talk about a lot of conceptual things things that are important that really do weigh in very heavily though with getting what you want we you know are ourselves during these conversations so sometimes they're really focused and sometimes they're a little scattered and sometimes they're amusing <laughs> and so, kim's the optimist and i'm the pessimist so know that right off the bat unless i'm feeling pessimistic and she's feeling optimistic and then there's that other thing i mean it's it, it's kind of a we work off of each other very well we kind of riff off of each other pretty well because we do bounce back and forth we find things very similar things funny and so we tend to have a pretty good time when we do these podcasts and we hope that people have a good time when they listen to them. Even when we have serious subjects. Yes. Yes. Well, anyway, that's enough about us. So hopefully you'll listen to some of the podcasts and get some good stuff out of it, and it will help you strengthen the relationship you have with your dog and get the kind of behavior that you're looking to have. Great. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was easier for you to say. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Laura Berheny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And I'm Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818-890-1133 or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. And remember, you can find Doggy Dish on Facebook and download us from iTunes. Thank you for listening. <laughs>